Welcome to our Engaging Influencers podcast, where we at Ablaze Malawi aim to illustrate the significance of living an influential Christian life and how one could impact society. We do this by bringing real-life situations and stories to illustrate just how essential this is to the everyday Christian life. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Hello, fam. Welcome to another session of Engaging Influences with your host, Tlantla Daker. I am super excited to have you again listening to my podcast tonight. As I always say it, it means a lot to me and you never be taken for granted. Thank you for taking time. Without you, I'm only speaking to myself. But right now, with you listening to this episode, I know there's hope for our world because you becoming a better leader is a world becoming a better world. So let's get into this business of getting better. Let's get into this business of growing because God is determined to equip us, to train us, and to nurture us into his people that he can count on for his purposes on earth. For we are all created for a purpose. So I want to encourage you, keep listening to this podcast and um, recommend it to people. Share the links. We need more people who are growing in their leadership skills. Shall we pray? Dear Lord, thank you for yet this another session that you've given us so that we can be able to learn something. God, as we continue in this series of leadership lessons from Bible characters, we are praying that you shall connect us to the spirit that made these Bible characters that we are learning from great so that we too can also walk in that great path of changing our world and connecting men's hearts to you. God, you have called us for purpose, good purpose, life-changing purpose. That's what we want to commit to. So inspire us, teach us, direct us, and correct us through these lessons. We give our hearts to you. We make our hearts a fair ground for such wisdom. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. Amen. So I'm so excited. I'm looking forward to sharing what the Holy Spirit has placed on my heart. Uh, from the character that we'll be learning from today. So today, we'll be looking into the life of King Josiah. And uh, I have to admit, it's not like I have known this character for a very long time. But ever since I did, he has become one of my favorites, like top favorites. I think after King David, he's my next most favorite leader in the Bible, uh, especially when you consider the kings. Um, I got to know him, if I may share, from my mentor uh, when he gave birth to his child and he had to name him Josiah. So I had to ask why and what the name means. And when he told me, of course, he didn't fully exhaust everything about the character but he just told me a glimpse about him and how this character inspires him and gave me the text to go find out by myself and when i went into, into the bible to read the scriptures and to find out about this man from that day i fell in love with this man and i told myself i'll be the josiah of my generation <laughs> so i hope there'll be more josiahs um because 
the world can be a better place if we have more of the people who had his heart. So who is Josiah? Well, first and foremost, if you want to read and to know about him, because I'll just be going through these lessons and not actually give pin to point reference to the scriptures. So I just point out the scriptures uh, holistically where you can go and find out more about him. So you go and read it more about Josiah from Second Chronicles chapter 34 to 35 and then Second Kings. Of course, it's not like a different story, it's just the same story written in different records. So the other book is Second Kings chapter 22 to 23. From these two books, you'll be able to understand fully about Josiah. So what are the quick facts? Or let's say the background of Josiah. So his name Josiah, it means healed or the Lord or the Lord will support. And truly, I have to say in his time, the Lord healed and supported Judah. So he became king at the age of eight, uh, making him the 16th king of Judah. And that was approximately 300 years after King David. And it matters to refer him or compare him to King David because the Bible itself says never has there been a king since uh, David who fought the Lord with his whole heart, soul, and strength like Josiah. So this is how good, this is how great Josiah was. He was actually compared to David that is sought God fully just like David. But you should understand the gap. He came 300 years after David. So God, no matter how long evil has gone on, no matter how long mediocrity has gone on, no matter how double standards the leaders have been for many years, God can still use you, can still raise you. Many years after all the wrong, all the substandards have been happening to restore true worship. Even if you don't have a reference in your time to say, I can follow God like that man, and there's no one to point. Trust me, God has his ways to make you a standard, a benchmark of following God, of purity, of saving God. So that's what we're going to learn about Josiah. So he started seeking the Lord deeply at the age of 16. And... From the age of 20, he started making national religious reforms. And uh, by the age of 26, he rebuilt uh, the temple of the Lord because it had fallen apart. And these other kings didn't care about God's house. But this young man did this by the age of 26. And of course, he, he ruled the Judah for like 31 years. He still died at a not so old age. But... He was a young man, a very young man, younger than most of us. We have to understand that, yet he did what 300 leaders before him failed to do. So one thing that we should understand is that he is the great-grandson of Hezekiah, who, as we studied last week, the Lord used mightily as well. So I guess somewhere when we do good, we sow seeds of good behavior in the future. So you'd see that Hezekiah's child 
didn't follow the Lord completely, but eventually those seeds too stood and his great grandson got to be someone who the Lord loved and followed God so passionately. So what are some similarities? I think let me just talk about this because this last week I was talking about Hezekiah and one thing that we can learn is that Hezekiah was also a leader that was used to bring reform. And here we are learning that Josiah was also used to bring reform. So what are some things that we can compare about the lives of uh, Hezekiah and his great-grandson Josiah? So, like his great-grandfather Josiah, I mean Josiah, like his great-grandfather Hezekiah, one thing you have to understand, they were both in times when the previous generations had, uh, the, the previous, like the predecessors, had committed themselves to idolatry, a time of immorality, a time when no one didn't want to follow God. But then you get to learn that the Lord both used them. So that was the first thing that you can understand. They all came in a time when the time was when, when the suicide was immoral. They both had a close personal relationship with God. They both possessed a passion for reformation, as I've said. Both had made God's short list of good kings. Comparable to David. And uh and uh, at least these are the most two points that I can outline that you can see as a similarity between uh, these two because they are the only kings that you hear the Bible saying uh, they did the fraud the Lord just like uh, their forefather David. So that's a great reputation. Imagine the Bible saying you, the one you who who is listening to me right now, imagine you. The Lord saying by your name that you followed God just like Moses, just like Jesus himself. How good would you feel? How humble would you feel? How grateful would you feel? This is how great their lives were. Otherwise, what are now the leadership lessons, the specific leadership lessons that we can learn from the life of Josiah? The first one that I wrote down is that You are never too young to be used by God. Josiah only became a king at the age of eight. Instead of being spoiled by power, at that young age, that tender age, that fragile age, that age filled with peer pressure, filled of childish passions, you know, and all these things, he rather gave himself to God. And as he grew, so did his uh, determination to see God and as his determination go deeper so did his impact in his time so we see someone who who never had his father to mentor him because he became a king at eight his father was assassinated at that young age so he never had his father to tell him how to do king business and all these things but we find out that God is still mentored this young man at that young age. And he knew from that young age that I had to seek God. He knew from that young age I had to serve God. He knew from that young age I had to be used. 
I had to, to even if though there are older people who who are before me, but I can still guide them to what is right. Because what you have to understand is he was only eight. That means most of his uncles, the older people in the society, they were accustomed to what was norm in that time, and that what was norm was idolatry. What was normal was immorality. But we find a young person who was used by God to turn the hearts of people to God. So you are not too young. You are not too young to influence grandparents who have lost their way to following God. You are not too young to go to your uncles. You know, even if you don't go and preach to them, but your life is, if you follow God strictly, trust me, you are not too young. The, the, the ministers, the president, the older people in your family, those people can see your life and make a decision to follow God as well. And this was Josiah. He was used at a young age. And we have to understand that we too, if we can commit our hearts to God, if we can commit our hearts to passion, to our dreams, to our visions, trust me, God doesn't fall short of using you mightily. He can equip you, He can raise you, and at this young age, he can make you do a lot of good in your generation. So take it. Understand it. You are never too young to lead. You are never too young to change the world. Take those words. You are not too young. Secondly, what you have to understand is you have to be comfortable Standing out from the crowd. That's what I learned from Josiah. He had the courage to stand out. And to do what was right in the eyes of the Lord. As I said, his own father and his grandfather, they were idol worshippers. And you should understand the evil that was happening. His own father... It's even written in record that he sacrificed his own sons to gods, just like Hezekiah's father. And I already told you what was happening in the previous episode, that these people are building Asherah poles, and then Asherah is the goddess of was the goddess of fertility. So what would happen? They'll get these poles, they'll even erect these poles inside the Lord's temple, God's house. They were not ashamed to do that, and what they'll do. Uh, by these poses, they would have six in front of this pose. And in that way, they would believe that they would become very fatal. That's the evil that was happening in his time. But he was courageous enough to say, I will not follow the path of my father. I will not follow the path of my grandfather. I will choose the path of the Lord. And he didn't only stand out in the line of his family in terms of what they were committed to, but he also stood out in what could have easily uh, convinced him, overcome him, or induced him. Understanding was a young person. So there could have been peer pressure nowadays, being young, you know, there's a lot of things to tell you uh, you gotta be cool, you gotta get into the drugs. You know, you got to take shortcuts to become rich. Uh, you just got to go out, look cool, get the, you know, the finest ladies or get the cool guys. Or, you know, go around, have the blazers. 
and you had the iPhone 13s. A lot of people are doing a lot of crazy things. A lot of things that are not honorable to God. A lot of things that will destroy our future. But we have to make a decision to stand out. And that's what I learned from Josiah. We have to stand out sometimes even to follow our passions. I see a lot of people who are just doing everything everyone is doing. They are putting aside their passion. They are putting aside their assignment. They are putting aside their dream just because they want to fit in. But you cannot lead what you fit in. You cannot lead what you fit into. If you won't make a decision to be unique, trust me, what has been done will be done by you and by you. That means if there was corruption, that would be done by you. If there were shortcuts, that would be done by you. You have to make a decision to say, I will be different. And when you make that different, when you make that decision to be different, then you'll be able to lead others. Because if you're doing what other people are doing, then where's the leadership there? You have to make a decision to be different. Ignore the lust and the pressures of you, pressure of youthfulness and choose to see God. Choose to be different. The third thing that I learned from Josiah is that it's very possible for a lot of healing and change to happen in a short time. This is an important lesson. Josiah managed to do for Judah in 10 years. The Bible says from the age of 16, he started to seek the Lord seriously. Um, by the age of 26, he built the temple. One should understand the temple was in a messed up state all these years before. Even Ezekiel left it in a lesser state as much as he followed the Lord because he had to take away the gold and other things to go and appease the king of Assyria. But you should understand, whatever people did to this temple, however they depleted it, however they destroyed it, within the 10 years, Josiah restored, rebuilt. So it's possible to do a lot of good in a short time. What his predecessors failed to do for over, for about 300 years, he did it. In this short period of time. With determination. I'm telling you. A lot of good can be done. In a short time. He was determined. To see change. He was determined to see his nation. Get back on its knees of following God. He was determined to make sure there's no evil. In his time. He was determined that was what made a difference. No matter the challenges, no matter what has been there for many years. But if you are determined, trust me, so much good, so much impact can be done in a short time. I'm telling you, some of you people, you think this will take forever. And that's why you are discouraged. You think it will take forever for Malawi to become a, a, a national success, you know, like uh, economically. You think it will take forever to deal with corruption. You think it will take forever to, to, to see beautiful skills built all over Malawi. To see a lot of people saved and coming to God. And that's why you're like, ah, you know, the world will just be the same. 
why should I bother myself? But I'm telling you, if you are going to be determined, it's very possible to see Malawi become one of the richest nations in your lifetime. If you can be determined, it's very possible to see millions of people coming to know Jesus Christ and giving their lives to him. If you can be determined, it's very possible to see a lot of people come out of poverty, to square a lot of good schools built, to see corruption getting done away with in Malawi. It's very possible. The difference is determination. There's a man, if I have to share this story for the shortest of time, I've just forgotten his name, but if you had Windows XP, he used to be the one that they had put his classical music in it. What is very interesting about him was that he was a pianist, of course, and a song composer, like the classical songs, uh, music per se. What was happening is that he had, he had a, a health problem. So at about age 20, he started having hearing problems. By somewhere around close to 50, he was completely deaf. Like he couldn't hear anything. He was depressed and he thought his life was over because music was everything he knew. But this man didn't give up. What did he do? Even after he cried, after he banged, after he fell alone, he was like, I'm not going to give up on this music inside me. It was still going to come out to the world. So what he did, he chopped the legs of his piano, he let it lie down on the floor, and then he was lying down on the floor and he would start playing the keys on the piano. Then from the vibrations that the sound was produced from the piano, he could hear the sounds, he could feel the vibrations and determine the sounds from his ears. And then he started writing his music from those vibrations. And believe it or not, this is the man, as I was saying, his music was played in Windows XP, and uh, he became one of the greatest musicians of all time with greatest pieces. If you have heard that song, oh, I think that one is the one who composed it. So it's determination. There's no challenge too big that a determination cannot overcome. The Bible says that that is determined shall surely come to pass in Isaiah. In Matthew 19, actually it says, if God, if man is impossible, but if God, all things are possible. How dare you come to tell what is impossible? When God has said nothing is impossible. Believe it, that you can achieve everything and you can change great things. You can change a lot of things in your time. And the fourth thing is that he was humble. And he had a repentant heart. This is important. Because of Josiah's humility, he wasn't afraid and ashamed to tear his clothes in public and to plead to God for mercy on behalf of his nation and his forefathers. When you read the Bible, you find out that this is what caused God to turn away his judgment from Judah. God had already kept judgment for him and his nation. But this man was humble. He was already a good man in his generation. He was already following God. But when he found out, because what happened was because of too much sin, the word of God was gone. And that's what you should know. When you people continue doing your sin and you, you, you do away with the word of God, it will go. And that's what happens. When you love 
sin, the word of God, lives our lives. And that's what happened this time. The Torah was lost. People couldn't find it. Out of nowhere, there was no Torah. The word of God was no longer there. Because they loved sin and they were determined to do it so much. But because someone sought the Lord, the, the, the Lord, the word of God came back. And when he found out that they were doing wrong, he was repentant. Not just for him, but for his people, for his forefathers and his generation. And because of what God kept away the judgment that he had for Judah, at least for his generation. So you have to understand that our humility would not only save us, but our generation as well. Our pride, it will not only destroy us, but our generation as well. Be humble, it will save you. Be humble, it will save your generation. Be humble, God will get involved. Humility matters. The fifth thing that I learned is that God can use unlikely people to speak into our lives. The first one, as an example himself, is Josiah. Josiah was young, yet the Lord used him to realign the people with their calling and their God. This was the time, as I say, probably that he was young enough for most of his subjects to parent him. Or to be his grandparent. But still God used him to steer their hearts to him. Another example is Huda. Because when he had repented, he cried. Then God sent Huda. And Huda is a prophetess. She was a female. She was a woman. And what you have to understand, it was so unusual for a woman to be a prophet. But yet God still used Huda, the prophet is herself, to bring Josiah words of promise and encouragement. So God can use unlikely people. God can use anyone to speak into our lives and to do impact even in this world. It doesn't matter if someone is a male or a female. I've heard already from the great revivalist Catherine Kuhlman herself. Today I sing a lot of great women that are being used by God. I don't have to mention the names. They're there. You are a lady listening to this podcast. Why do you think you cannot serve God? Why do you think you cannot be the greatest king? Or, I mean, um, of course, leader of your time. It doesn't matter. It's not about gender. It's not about age. God can use anyone. Sometimes... God can even use people who are our enemies or people who don't get along generally. For example, Neko in this same story. Neko was the pharaoh for, of Egypt and God used him like really because he uh, God had, had used him to warn uh, Josiah not to come and fight with Neko because God had sent Neko to go and fight with another nation. But we find Josiah, I think God had started prospering him so much and things were going on well. He thought he could just do everything. And he chose to, to ignore 
his warning and he got into a fight and Neko killed him in the end. But before he got into the fight, Neko actually told him, please don't get involved in this fight. I'm not, I don't have anything against you. God has sent me to fight against another person. If you fight against me, I'll kill you. Josiah ignored it. And in the end, he got killed in the battle at a young age. You can find that from 2 Chronicles chapter 35, verse 27. So even people who we think they don't have the Spirit of God in them, we should understand God can still use them. Everyone is subject to God. God can use stones. God can use birds. God used a donkey to stop Balaam from going and prophesying, you know, cases and evil things. You have to know God can use the most unlikely situations to speak to us. So always hear a voice in every situation. Try to find God in every situation. What is God trying to say? What is God trying to do? And you never miss him. The last thing that I learned from Josiah that I can share with you is that we have to be determined to remove evil from our sight. Josiah had put his words into action. He didn't just tell the people he had sinned and we have to follow the Lord. But what you see that he actually led his people into getting lead, um, in rid of the idolatry culture completely. He was actually in the forefront of bringing down those idols, going from city to city, all the way to Samaria, which wasn't his dominion. But he went as far as Israel to make sure that no evil was in the sight amongst God's people. We need to make the necessary effort to remove anything from our lives that can separate us from God. To keep doing good, we have to remain godly. Keep this point. To keep doing good, we have to remain godly. People make the mistake of leaving themselves susceptible to things that can take their hearts away from God. Make a decision to say, I will not be close to anything that will take me far from God. It might not always be evil people. It might not always be, you know, raw sin. But there are certain things that eventually can take you far from God and can make you ineffective as a leader. Sometimes, it can be Netflix. If you know that content comes against your values, you have to make a decision as entertaining as it is to say no. I'll cut my subscription. I'd rather keep this money, save it to buy myself books or to, to, to pay to a certain subscription that will edify my faith. You have to say no to some friends. You have to say no to some places. You have to say no to some investments. So that you can always be right with God. That matters. Why? Because to keep doing good, you have to remain godly. There are certain things that will come into your life. And you no longer have the heart of God. And the determination of God in you. So keep away everything that will have you far from God. This is what I had for you. And I hope... You have learned something and I encourage you to go back into the Bible and read more for yourself. Perhaps the Lord can speak new revelations into your life. But this is what the Lord 
had spoken to me about the life of Josiah that I was and willing and gladly able to share to you because this is one of my favorite leaders. May God use you. If you are young, you are not too young. And my prayer tonight is that may God use you. In the name of Jesus Christ, I stretch my hand, not just as a person who shares notes on leadership, lessons on leadership, but I stand in the office, even of my calling as a servant of God, to speak upon your life, to prophesy upon your life, the grace of God that will make you a great person in this time in the name of Jesus Christ. May your heart be woo to God. May your heart be moved by the passions of God. May your heart be led by the Holy Spirit to do impact in this time, in this generation. May God use you at a young age. To get your family to a place closer to God and to a better place. May God use you at this young age to get your country closer to God and to a better place. May you not waste your young years. May they all be useful, God. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Have a blessed week. Adios. <laughs>